hey, before we get into the word today, um, I want to talk about Built to Reach and uh, what that is and what we're doing this year. And I love the fact that as a church, over the years, we've built something strong here. We've built, we've bought and we've built this building to be what it is. And uh, I was thinking as I was just thinking and praying about this morning about when we first came, and I don't know if anybody remembers coming in this building before it looked like this, but basically where the pillars are here, there was walls that went down, and I think that side was all the way, you guys are sitting over there, it's a little bit cold, because that was where the cool room was, from memory, and, uh, and that was all boxed off there, and uh, then the main entrance was back here, and you came in, and where our foyer is was kind of their showroom for the chocolate factory, and where they sold all their chocolates, and there was machines and whatever in here that were gone by the time I came through, but, but there was walls through here, and, um, and so it took a lot of work to build this place to be what it is today so that we can come and worship, so that we can reach people, so that we can start other locations. And the reason I say that is because we build something here and we've changed it, we've had different names for our offering over the years, but Built to Reach, I love because we build this so that we can reach others. And so we can go to the Czech Republic because we've built this. We can go to Fiji because we've built this. We can go into Germany because we've built this. We can do the Chris Kindermarkt because we've built this. And so it's build to reach. We're not reaching people so that we can build this. We're building this so that we can reach people. And it's because of our firm foundation. It's because we've built this on solid ground. It's because there's people, there's blood, sweat and tears that have gone into this building that we can go and do what we do as a church. We can release our senior ministers to go over and I think during the week they almost couldn't go to Camden again because they've just flooded. And so it was like the rain's moved up north and uh, someone else's problem, but at least Bruce and Julie can now get to C3 Camden. But uh, I was thinking there, how funny would that be if it was three years in a row now because of floods? Would be, it wouldn't be funny, but, you know, there'd be a little bit of, of humour found in there, I'm sure, just to get through. But build to reach. And so I don't know if you've seen one of these flyers. There's obviously some things behind me on the screens rotating through. But I encourage you to to grab one of these from out in the foyer if you aren't familiar with some of the the areas that we reach out to, some of the things that we do as a church. And and encourage you to pray. Encourage you to get on board, not just with the giving component, but with the doing component. There's some local things that we do, like the Hundorf Chris Kindlemark behind me we are planning to roll into again this year and there's 100 and I think close to 150 applications to be part of that and still people um, emailing in most days to say how can we get involved we'll just go to the website the one that you just got our email address from and it's got all there but anyway there's uh, there's people that are keen as for that to, to go ahead some of the shops up the main street I've had some conversations with people and they're so excited because we bring in um, thousands of people and they make lots of money, all part of what we're doing. C3 Church, we're growing and we're influential. That's our vision. That's, our, that's what we want to do as a church. And yes, we want to build this and reach people. That's this offering. But, but what we're about as a church is growing and being influential. The Hand of Chris Kindle Act is about being influential in our community. It's about putting a stake in the ground and saying, we want to bless you, we love you. 
That's why we do it, right? And so I really want to encourage you this morning as we take up this offering. Some people may have done it last week. Some are doing it today. Some may be next week's our, well, not our last chance because you can always grab one of these from the foyer, but the last time we're going to do one in a Sunday service until next year. And so next week we're going to do it a little earlier in the service as well so that our kids can be part of that because we recognise that there's some kids over the years that have wanted to give some of their money into this, into the future of this church, into the future of those around the world that we invest into. And so next year we're going to do it um, straight up after the prayer time. And that's going to be awesome to get our kids involved. And so if you've got kids and um, encourage you to pray with them and spend some time talking with them about how they might get involved with this next week. But for today, there's a QR code that's about to pop up on the screens behind me. You can do that. There's envelopes that if you haven't got one, some of the team will get one to you if you slip your hand up if you need one. But uh, <clears throat> I encourage you, get involved. However big, however small, what we do makes a difference. What we do, there's people in Fiji that have homes that they can live in after cyclones, that they can live in through floods, speaking of floods. They can live in while it's flooding because it's actually built up high enough off the ground so that they can live. Why? Because we've built this and we've gone and we've reached them. Planning to go back again next year, which is super exciting. Hopefully we can build something. Hopefully there's timber supplies and they're all prayer points, but we need to give into that. It doesn't just, the house doesn't just build itself. Our team pay their own way to get there, but this Build to Reach offering covers the, what was about $8,500 for materials to build the home. Who knows what it'll be now. That's because of this. That's because we as a church are sowing into investing into people around the world. The Hanoff Chris Kindlemark is pretty well cost neutral, but there's things that, just come through, comes out of this. There's lots of other things that we do. The meals ministry of our church, there's lots of things that we do because we as a church are generous, because we as a church believe in this, invest in this, sow into this so that the fruit can come the other side. And so, Father, I just pray this morning that as we bring this offering to you, God, I pray that we would continue to build this house. There's things that need to be done around here that, that it would require money. And so, God, I pray that as we invest into this building, God, we will continue to have a strong base, a strong foundation here so that we can continue to reach into our community, so that we can reach in to the nation, so that we can continue to do what you've called us to do, to go into all the world, to go into all the earth and make disciples. God, make disciples. And so, Father, we just pray this morning for our friends that we've reached out with and connected with in Fiji as they're probably wrapping up church at the moment. God, we pray for our friends in Germany and Czech Republic. God, in Bulgaria, as, as they are sleeping, preparing for their Sunday morning services, God, we just pray, Father, that those churches that we've invested into over the years, God, we pray that they would have incredible Sundays today because we've invested into them, because we've kept them afloat, because we've encouraged their leaders, because we believe in them. And so, God, we pray this morning, Father, that we can continue to do incredible things, not just here in the Adelaide Hills, but right around the earth, because we, your people, 
re-surrender this morning. We, your people, sow in and invest in to the next generations. We invest in to the nations of this earth. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. And so as we did last week, we're going to pass the buckets. We had a bit of a, a laugh and a, a bit of a conversation about passing the buckets during the week because we realize it's been a few years and there's people that potentially have never passed a bucket in church before. And so if the buckets are going to start at the end of the row and they'll just get passed along, if you've got nothing to give this morning because you did it last week or next week, just grab the bucket and pass it to the person next to you. You don't need to shake your head and say no thanks, but uh, just grab it and keep it moving along the rows, that's how we do that. And uh, it's fun, right? It's been a while. It's been a little while, but it's like riding a bike. Once you know, you just, you get into the routine and we'll get back into that routine as Pastor Bruce said last week. Next week, we're going to do Build the Reach this way again and then after that, we're planning to go back to bringing our tithes and offerings in this same manner. So we'll get back into the routine of doing that, which is going to be cool. So build the reach. Alongside of giving, I'd really encourage you to have a look at that. And alongside volunteering in this house, we build this house we need volunteers. And so if you're not currently serving on a team here, or maybe you want to do more, or maybe you're ready for a change, there's a uh, form online that you can go to. There's a QR code out on the front reception desk that you can QR that, and, uh, and that'll take you to a join a team link that's got some details there. I'd love you to, if you're not currently serving, to jump on and do that and join a team. Um, a family like the Schultzes going away for three months leaves a big hole because they do lots of things in the life of our church. And, uh, and so we'd love you to jump on and do that. But alongside of that, there's lots of local initiatives in this flyer. And so I'd love you to start thinking about how can I get involved in reaching my community locally? And uh, there might be other things apart from what's in here that you can get involved with to reach your community about coming Wednesday mornings and helping out at playgroup, deciding already I'm going to set aside time for the Hanoff Chris Kindermark to volunteer at that, to take a week off to help set up and pack down and do those things. It's like there's things that we can do that don't require money, but they still require sacrifice. And so you might be going, well, I don't have a lot to give financially, but we can still give into that in that way. Amen. Amen. All right, here we go. Chewing my time quickly with that, but it's all good. It's important. And uh, it's good. All right, into the Word of God. And we are this week looking at a second week of living wisely as we work our way through the Proverbs. And uh, anybody enjoying the book of Proverbs? A bit of a change, a little bit of a shift from where we've been. And uh, that's going to be cool. As Pastor Julie said, we're just shifting things up again towards the end of this month. And so if you haven't been on board with our Bible reading plan and reading through the one journey, that, what's it called? One journey that leads to Jesus. That's right, isn't it? One story that leads to Jesus. If you haven't been reading through that with us so far, the 25th of July, we're just jumping ahead a little bit. 
And so that's going to be a great opportunity that if you are a long way behind or if you um, haven't been with us so far, 25th of July, we're jumping ahead to the New Testament and uh, just decided to move forward to there so that we finish before the end of the year and uh, because we didn't start till February and whatever. And so um, 25th of July, starting at the start of Matthew, and uh, that's going to be awesome. So get ready for that. We'll give you some more details over the coming weeks about what day um, we're jumping forward to, because I can't remember off the top of my head, 300 and something, uh, 200 and something, not 300, 200 and something. But anyway, we'll give you more detail about that, but um, start to think about if you haven't joined us yet, why not finish the year, the back half of the year with us reading through the New Testament. But this morning, Proverbs. And uh, I love alongside the, the actual text that we get to read, the Bible Project do an incredible job of unpacking some of the thoughts with some little videos and just to dig a little deeper and um, some of the terminology that comes out through them, like um, this week at the start of the week, the video unpacking Proverbs and started to, or introduced the word Hokmah. Everybody, yep, Anna's onto that. And uh, a little bit of Hebrew in there. And so Hokmah, C-H-O-K-M-A-H, or some places I look, actually looked at, um, spell it a little differently, which I guess is just the translation from Hebrew, which is where sometimes good to go back to the original and not read the English because it can be a translation upon a translation upon a translation which can get a little lost. But Hokmah is the Hebrew word for wisdom. And that's what is often talked about in the book of Proverbs when we're reading it. It's an attribute of God. Not just intellectual, but can be used when talking about developing skills like woodworking and things like. And so wisdom isn't just about getting a download and thinking like God thinks, but wisdom, true wisdom of God is, is getting that extra little bit about developing skills. And so often we, we can think that when we think about wisdom and, oh, I'm just going to get a download from God, so that I know what to do in this circumstance, so that I know the words. God, give me your wisdom so that I know the words to speak. No, Hokmar is, wisdom is, God, show me how to do this woodworking so I don't end up with a black nail. God, show me, show me how to do this. Fast track me through this process. And I, and I believe that as we do that, as we start to understand a little deeper that, that it's not just, not just a moment of download, so that we're smarter, so that we've got that witty comeback, so that we've got this, so that we've got that, so that we know the answer. But it's actually about developing our lives and setting us apart for God. And so, as I already said, Hokmah isn't some personal force. It's not a Star Wars, let the force be with me kind of moment but it's an attribute of God. It's a fear of the Lord, a healthy respect for God's definition of good and evil. 
And I think this is directly out of that, one of those videos that I watched or something I read during the week. I can't remember. I didn't write down the source of where I got this, but I, I definitely read or heard this somewhere as I was listening to a few things and preparing this message was that true wisdom is learning the boundary lines and not crossing them. Who loves to cross boundary lines? I've had to put two hands up. Because, you know, you see the line and you just, you want to get as close. I think that's kind of human nature, certainly um, my nature. But I don't know, there wasn't many hands that go up. I think there should have been a few more. I didn't see John Thomas' hand go up, for instance. But, um, but uh, <laughs> you can't see the line. So what line? There's no line in John Thomas' world. It's just fair game. And, uh, but no, no, that's not true. That's unfair. I'll take that back. We'll scratch that from the recording. Uh, but, but true wisdom, true wisdom, true hokmah is learning where the boundary line is. It's, it's understanding where that line is and then not crossing it. And so that's where it becomes different for each person. That's where it becomes different for each circumstance. That's where it becomes different because we're all walking a different path. The line for us is at a, a different spot because we're tracking our own track. And God's got a plan for each and every one of us. And, you know, we've got a, a moral line that obviously is, that's pretty straightforward, right? We've got our Ten Commandments that are fairly well, you know, some of those do not kill. Well, that line's there for every one of us. That line doesn't move. But, but there's other wisdom lines that, that just because something's good for me to do isn't good for someone else to do. And that's the, that's the getting God's wisdom. So we've often talked about in the context of someone, a recovering alcoholic, for instance. Okay, if you know someone's a recovering alcoholic, do you drink alcohol around them? Well, there's, there's some wisdom involved there. I might be able to have a drink or two and stop, but the person that I might be having a drink with, once they smell or taste it, they, they might not be able to stop. And so then they're, they're gone, well past the line. So is, is me, by me having a drink, is that putting them over the line? And so therefore, is that a wise choice for me to have a drink while I'm with them? Or am I better not to? But then some people will say, well, no, you go on and do it because I don't want to stop you from just because you can't. And so there becomes this blurry grey area of life, not just in that context, but in all sorts of contexts, that we, where do we go? What do we do? How do we deal with this? And so I love the Proverbs. The beginning of wisdom is this, Proverbs 4.7. The beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. How wise is that? <laughs> like, it's just so straightforward, right? The beginning of wisdom is this. There's only one step. Get wisdom. So why aren't we doing it? It's so simple. We then link that with, flick over into the New Testament and James 1.5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom... If any of you lacks wisdom, ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to him. So we're told in the Proverbs that if we want wisdom, the beginning of wisdom is this, to get wisdom. And then we're told in 
The New Testament in, in James says, if any of you lack wisdom, just ask for it. And God, who is generous in all that he does, will give it to you without finding fault, which means God's not looking at us and going, hang on, Shane, you're a little bit off there. You kind of just stepped over that line. You know that line that we've been talking about? You just stepped over it, so no, I'm going to withhold from you. No, God says, I recognize that you stepped over the line, but do you know what? I'm going to give it to you anyway. And so Shane gets the wisdom of God, not because of the things he's done, but because he's asked God for it. How good is that? Because I tell you what, if I... If God shut me off, cut me off and said, you're not going to get the wisdom of God because you've stepped over the line, I'd be one of the more unwise people going around. Because in my head and in some of the things that I choose to do and some of the things that I choose to say as a stirrer, I'm constantly overstepping the line. But God. But God. It's an interesting thought there with the line though, isn't it? Because just because I stir someone, does that mean that I'm overstepping the line of wisdom? Well, sometimes I do, and well, actually often I do. <clears throat> but just because it doesn't mean that it's wrong, but is it wise? And that's the journey that, that I'm on, and that's the journey that I think we're all on, is sometimes our, those of us who are a little into the practical joke type and stirring kind of modes is that, well, just because doesn't mean it's okay. And I remember a time when I was um, doing this and listening to JT have a little chuckle there. I remember a time in Fiji on one of our build trips and uh, it actually came up as a Facebook memory at the start of June because that's often when we do our build trips. And, uh, and so if anybody knows Emily, she's not here this morning, which is unfortunate, but she's on a, on a bit of a trip away with Lachlan over in Mildura and uh, they were watching online. I don't know if you were just watching to see Shane, worship leader, if you still are, but if you still are, good morning, guys, and I uh, expect a message shortly, let me just get my phone out, here we go, this is about a 27 second delay for YouTube, so we'll see how we go, but, but I remember this trip to Fiji, and because I'm a little bit of a stirrer, I should have pulled the video up, actually, that would have been really cruel, especially with Emily not here, but, but Fiji, where we stay, or Fiji in general, there's geckos everywhere, like literally, you can just walk down the path, and you can just pick them up, uh, which is good fun for someone who doesn't mind geckos. I don't care about them. But when you are effectively living with a group of people in a confined area where they can't really avoid you and you're walking along these paths late at night and you're a bit of a stirrer and you know somebody there doesn't like geckos, you can have a lot of fun. And uh, the one night that line that I'm talking about may have been slightly crossed and ended in tears for, not for me, for Emily, and uh, because I had just pushed a little bit too far. And, uh, and the next year, her parents came to watch her. No, I didn't. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> but uh, it ended in tears. And then I, it got to that moment where it was kind of got a little bit awkward because I realised that I'd gone too far, but I'm stubborn. And so I was like... Uh, but I actually felt a little bit bad, but didn't want to show that at the start. And then it was, uh, but then we were all good uh, until we bring it back up. And then there's a little bit of tension there again, right, Emily? And uh, still no message, so they must have tuned out. But uh, <clears throat> but there's this this moment that we all go through. There's this moment that we all where it's like, 
Now, God still gives me wisdom, even though I crossed the line. Even though I, I knew at the time that I was, what I was doing was going too far, God still says the next time when I ask for wisdom, God still says, here it is, out of the generosity. See, James 1, 5, that same text in the message says, if you don't know what you're doing, pray to the Father. He loves to help. You'll get his help and won't be condescended to when you ask for it. Ask boldly, believingly, believingly even a word it must be because it's in the word of God believingly without a second thought people who worry their prayers are like wind whipped waves don't think you're going to get anything from the master that way adrift at sea keeping all your options open See, we can go to this place of, well, I'm going to read this self-help book and I'm going to read that self-help book and I'm going to go to this person because of that and that person because of that. But, but no, God's just saying, come to me. Come to me. Don't keep your options open. Come to me. And I will give you the way. And what I love about God is that that way, depending on what we need to do, that way is often not just an audible voice from God. Well, very rarely is it an audible voice from God, but quite often God will point us to the Word, to read a book, His book, the Holy Book. God will often point us in the direction of our leaders so many times when I'm praying for wisdom and God will just say, have you spoken to your leader? Have you had that conversation? Oh, well, no. No, I haven't. And then I go and speak to Pastor Bruce and Bruce has got some great advice that just sets me back on course, that just calms my nerves, that points me in that right direction. I thought, but why is that? Because I've sought God. Because Pastor Bruce has sought God. And then together there's this moment of, and so that's why we have connect leaders. That's why we have people around us. That's why we pray for our leaders every Sunday in church. Why? Because we need to pray for our leaders that they would be seeking God for their wisdom so that when we pray to God for wisdom and God says, have you spoken to your leader? And we go speak to our leader. We're not getting worldly advice. We're getting godly advice. That's why we pray for our leaders. And so we're not just praying for our leaders, hopefully on a Sunday, but hopefully you're praying for your leaders during the week, during your prayer time, you're praying for your connect leader, you're praying for your pastors, you're praying for your government, you're praying for people around you that they would be seeking God, that they would be hearing from God. Praying that our premier, praying that our prime minister, praying that the people running our country, whether they're godly or not, would be hearing from God because they've got different voices speaking into their world that are godly that have sought God for wisdom. And so where's your line? Where is the, the line in your life? And do you wait to get to the line before you seek God for wisdom? 
Or do you see God for wisdom every day? See, because I think as I, as I was praying and thinking about this, and I think there's two kinds of people, and often I'm both of these kinds of people, and so I'm thinking, well, if that's me, then there's probably a lot here that are these two kinds of people at the same time as well. It's not split personality, we're not cuckoo, but it's like there's times when I pray for wisdom and I, and I go through seasons, I'm not going to lie, where it's like every morning, and I remember Pastor Bruce and Julie, I don't know if they still do it or not, but I remember Pastor Bruce standing up here multiple times, I think it was last year, maybe the year before, and saying every morning in their prayer time together, they pray for wisdom. And I remember hearing that and going, oh, I'm going to do that. And so I, I'd pray for wisdom. I'd pray for wisdom and I'd pray for wisdom. And then I kind of stopped praying for wisdom and just every now and then, but it's not daily. And it's and then it's just, oh, well, when I get close to that line, when I get close to that decision that I need to make, that whatever it is, and, and then I go, oh, God, I need your wisdom. But I should be in this routine. I should be in this habit of praying to God for wisdom. But like a couple of weeks ago, I was preaching about taking up our cross daily. If we get into the, the habit of doing it, it's a good habit to get into. It becomes easy. And so where, where are you at with your wisdom? Are we living in the world and of it? Or are we living in the world and not of it? Are we, are we living for God when it suits or are we living for God all the time? See, the, the dictionary says this about wisdom. It says, wisdom is the quality of having experience, knowledge and good judgment. See, to be wise in the world, you need to have done something and learn from it, because it's about experience. If I've experienced this, then I can be wise in this matter. That's where worldly wisdom and godly wisdom are so different, because we don't need to experience some of the muck that the world goes through to get the experience to learn that that wasn't a good idea. We can go to God before we get to the line and say, God, where to? And now, Godly wisdom can come on us. God can speak to us. God can show us that, hang on, if you do this, there's going to be a consequence. There's something going to happen. Don't do it. Come over here. We can learn because we've got godly wisdom. We can hear from him. We can see from him. And so I don't know about you, but I don't want to live my life with worldly wisdom. I don't want to live my life going through the motions. I want to live my life with godly wisdom. I want to live my life with godly guidance, with godly counsel, which means spending that time with God daily, which means speaking to my leaders before I make a decision, not after I've made a decision and just informing them. No, that means going through a process, going through a journey with God that's every day. God, where to now? 
And it's not weird like, God, what am I having for breakfast every morning? God, I need your wisdom to know whether to have cornflakes or rice bubbles. God, I need your wisdom. Am I wearing even socks or odd socks today? God, I need your wisdom. Am I wearing black or brown? God, it's like, no, that's not, that's not over-spiritualize and over-complicate things. It's let's do life. And if we do life with God then if we're meant to have cornflakes and you're one of those people that believes that God will tell us what we're going to eat each meal, then you just know because you're living a life of wisdom, because you're living a godly life. Does that make sense? Is it helpful? Does anybody need his wisdom this morning? Why don't we stand to our feet? <clears throat> Team are going to come. Father, I pray for every person here this morning. God, I pray that we would seek your face. God, I pray that we would draw nearer to you. And as we draw nearer to you, you draw nearer to us. God, I pray that we would pray the James 1.5 prayer, God, give me wisdom. God, I need your wisdom. God, I've got this going on in my life. God, I've got that going on in my life. God, my life's awesome and I'd like to keep it that way. God, give me your wisdom. God, my life's a mess. God, I don't know whether to go left. I don't know whether to go right. I don't know whether to give up. I don't know whether it's worth pushing on. God, I don't know what to do. I don't know who to speak to. I don't know how to speak to them. God, I need your wisdom. Father, fill me afresh with your wisdom. So Holy Spirit, I just pray that right now in this moment. God, as people are praying that prayer, as people are asking for your wisdom, God, I thank you that your word says, when we ask for wisdom, you give it generously. And so, God, I pray for wise decisions, for wise people right around this auditorium. God, people listening online this morning. God, we don't want worldly wisdom. God, we want and we need your wisdom so that we can continue to grow, so that we can continue to influence personally and as a church. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I love what Pastor Bruce, I love a lot of what Pastor Bruce said last week, but I love one 
line that he said last week is it is impossible to have wisdom without knowing God. It's impossible to have chokmah without knowing God, godly wisdom. And so if you aren't currently walking in a relationship with God, there's no point praying for wisdom until you've prayed for God to come and fill your heart, to come and wash you clean, to come and live inside of here. And so if you need to get things right with God this morning, I'd love to pray a prayer with you to do that. If you're watching online and you're in this and you're just going, I want God's wisdom, but I need to get things right with God first. There's a link on our website to a prayer that you can pray. And then there's another link that you can click that and just get connected with us. We want to resource you and help you on that journey, help to disciple you. It's not about doing it alone. It's about doing it together. And so if you prayed that prayer this morning watching online, I'd love you to click that link and we'll get in touch with you throughout the week. If you're here, I'd love you to come and speak to me during this song or straight after this song. I don't want to embarrass anyone in any way, but I want to pray that prayer with you if that's you. If you just need a a little extra moment this morning with God and you'd like some prayer for something specific that you've got going on in your world or for healing, anything that you need. The altar is open during and after this song as well. And so I encourage you to come forward for prayer. Myself and some of the team will stick around down here. We'd love to pray with you. But God bless. Have a phenomenal week. We'll see you here next Sunday uh, at church and then at our picnic as well. It's going to be a whole bunch of fun. So God bless. Let's sing this song to close. Thank you.